So today for Growing Pains, we are asking the question, what's the right school for my child? The differences between vernacular and the public school systems. And joining us today, we have Pia, whose child is in the Kebangsaan School, and also Aisha, whose child is going to a Chinese school. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, ladies. Hi, Pleasure. morning. All right. So I suppose education is a pretty hot topic these days, right? So which is better, I suppose, the, the big question? Because I don't have kids, but I've always wondered about like which is better. Well, well, I guess the first question would be, why did you choose the school that you did for your child or your children? Pia, maybe you can start with you. Okay, to be honest, I was considering sending my son to Chinese school. And if I had choice, maybe I would have gone that way. Just that when he was in kindergarten, and they teach Chinese now as like a sub-subject. And uh, I was speaking to the Chinese teacher and getting her opinion. So in terms of what she feedback to me, that's when I decided to change. And I'm like, okay, maybe Kebangsaan might be a direction that would be better for him so that was one of the key considerations and I was very lucky that I, I say in PJ so PJ there's a street battling school there which is a cluster school and has the dual language program so that's why I was like okay I think maybe this could work for him so that's why I decided to send to Kebangsaan okay how about you Aisha I know your son is still in kindergarten but you are planning to send him to a Chinese school yeah that's right because um, around my area there are about three good Chinese schools and um, w- using that as my target I then work backwards from where they are right now they are 4 and 6 so I've been surveying for good Mandarin kindergarten in my area for the last 3 years and my eldest is actually in the 3rd Mandarin kindergarten and with that I feel that the current kindergarten that he's in by far is the best so with that I hope that I am preparing him enough to enroll him then for a good transition from kindergarten to SJKC because I feel having a 3rd language to a Malay family could really help So, but that was that the only reason why you chose to want to send him um, because I was viewing for a private school uh. and then I did a forecast if I were to go towards that direction from standard one up till form five for two boys it's going to cost me 850000 Right. with an inflation of 6% and 6 being very conservative because halfway I could die can my husband keep up with the fees and likely not because we both contribute in the family mm-hmm. so um, with that then we spoke and discussed and did the pros and cons of SJK versus SK and that's why I said you know what we came from SK we know what happened then perhaps Perhaps it's still the same now. I could be wrong, but let's just try as JK because if it fails, I can just pull him back and send to SK. Mm. Okay, so for uh, let's for for let's let's start with Chinese school first. Vernacular. Vernac. Let's start with the vernacular school first. Uh, Aisha, uh, did you can you speak any Mandarin at all? Tiang. <laughs> so that's the only thing you can say I used to go for a six months Mandarin class At that point I thought it was for me And then I stopped halfway Because it was very tiring to go after work But I could see now how it helps me with my son Because my son is learning the strokes And underneath the stroke there is that um, pinyin So I could help him with pinyin Oh the karaoke uh, Chinese yeah. The uh, Romanized the ah, Exactly ah, yeah ah, ah, Okay ah. Now, But which is interesting Because that means you didn't go through it So why did you choose for your kid I guess it's it's the benefit of the future because what I do I always see the future mm-hmm. and I deal a lot of uh, with Chinese investors and I could see that with what's happening right now in the past last year trade war between US and China that just shows how important China is and if my son is going to be an entrepreneur someday and he wants to go to China he has got to have that language so maybe I'm using it using my vision not his but I hope that um, with a third language that's the only gift that I could prepare him should I go first before him. 
How 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 is he coping right now in his Chinese kindergarten? Um, in the beginning, for the last two years, it was very um, I would say tough because of the language, um, the writing, and the homework. But I guess because he's older now, my eldest, he's six. Um, I could see he is becoming into a more responsible child. I no longer have to scold or scream when it comes to doing homework. So I guess the discipline part has helped to my advantage. So he's getting used to the homework and the workload yes, and everything that right. that will prepare him for SJKC. That's right. Because a lot of people say that when you send your child to SJKC, be prepared for lots of homework. Mm, uh, they're sure. going to be more disciplined. Is the word regimen? Uh, the right word to use a little bit I uh, think yeah. <laughs> what do you think um, I guess it depends to you as a person because uh, my I know that being boys they can be naughty and I'm working and my husband is working we could we may not be able to to, to shape them we could only do it at night so I, I hope that with Chinese school it could instill discipline mm-hmm. and respect at such a young age yeah to be responsible what happened to you? Because at one point you said, "What happened to us in uh, the Bangsan? What did it scar um, you so much that you'd rather not send your kids to Kebangsaan school?" Because I was in this uh, primary school in PJ. Um, something happened to me, so I. I'm just saying that I'm scarred from my past and I'm using it as a fear for me. But it wasn't the school system that scarred you. Though. It was a teacher. Ah, right. Mm. Okay. Okay. Let's. Uh, what's her name? Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pia. Uh, let's go to a uh, uh, Kebangsaan school, public okay. school. Um, did you choose that school based on merit or based on location, or what was the reason why you chose that school? So uh, for me, it was definitely a combination because it was um, just a few minutes away from home. So location was good, and because it was cluster school, so that's pretty much already there for Kabangsa Anna yeah. for PJ. Yeah. But was was it easy for you to get into that cluster school? Because uh, but because you're located nearby. Yes, school, because so. it follows your address. Mm. So we didn't have any issues with that. Yeah. Okay. But do you know if you want to send your child to a cluster school but you do not live in that location? Do you know what's the process? Um no, I I'm not too know. sure mm. actually, but I think they have to follow the address right. so they would probably need to get an so there's no way out of that right? you have to be in that particular yeah, so zone what I've heard of is that just say if you didn't get in some of them when the school starts then they make an appointment and go and see the school with the head master or mistress and then speak to them and state their case and see whether there's an opening for them so some people do that alright so yeah. there is a leeway for some kind of like if you want to be in that school right yeah. Interesting. Because uh, I remember I, I did I registered my daughter to Yokchai before mm-hmm. this. Uh, I wanted her to go to a Chinese school before this and she was accepted and all that. But uh the Ministry of Education actually called me up uh and said that uh, oh, is your daughter actually coming to the school? Because if not we're gonna release the spot to someone else who's wow. in the waiting list. So I think if you want to go to all these cluster schools, especially Skola Kebangsaan or better schools that you think uh, for your, not only for your location, but based on merit, you have to, you have to be on the waiting list until right. there's someone uh, who will... So it's a lot harder to get in, into a vernacular school. It feels like it, yeah, in my area. Because I, I stay in for Chinese Tama. schools. The lines are really, really long and you have to make donations. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard too. <laughs> yeah. So be prepared. Okay. Really? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's do it's it. donation, yeah. It's not, you're not paying anything. You're right. giving a donation. Right. Out of the goodness of your heart. Yes, mm. of course. With no intention of any getting anything special <laughs> back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Pia, normally parents think that 
kids at Sekolah Kebangsaan will have it easier than kids at vernacular schools. Um, was that your intention? Did you not want to stress your son out too much by sending him to a Chinese school? Um, okay, maybe from what I've heard, definitely Chinese seems that there are there are more homework and something in terms of back end. So a lot of them do like where they stay. They I, I, I speak from experience because my, my niece went to Chinese school. Right. So what they do is they go in the morning and then after that is the whole day tuition to finish up their homework and whatever else. Uh, I didn't need that for my son. But looking at um, the syllabus compared to just say when I was standard one or standard two, I felt like it's way more advanced than what we were. So it's actually not that easy as well. So, but I would say it's maybe slightly lighter load than say a vernacular school based on Chinese because I only know that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you say that you would say that uh, Kebangsaan School has actually stepped up academically. In yeah. terms of their syllabus, yes, as compared yes. to when we were in definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, yes. Yeah. But yeah. when it comes to extra, the Ex- extras like it's a uh, what time do kids go to school nowadays? Seven, seven six thirty, whatever. Depending on the school, some of them have sessions, like afternoon sessions or morning sessions. Yeah, but I notice the kids in vernacular schools; they seem to be in school the whole day. Right, there's always something happening in school. That's what happens. Yeah, they, I think they're very high on uh, the curriculum activities. So there's a lot of things that goes on for for the vernacular schools they've got spots yeah. as well so yeah. that's why they're there almost until yeah but I mean regular schools have that as well they have uniform units and yeah but they don't make it compulsory to I think you're step 4 Okay. whereas when you're 1 to 3 they don't like make sure you join whereas from the vernacular one from, my no- from what I know they make you join like you have to do certain things to support regimented <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like uh, Pia said earlier, for for Chinese school or vernacular schools, um, I remember a friend of mine. Um, her her daughter is in Chinese school, and they're in the afternoon session in the first two years. And what they have to do is because they don't know any Chinese at all as well, so they cannot help their child with the homework. So what they do is they send them to a tuition in the morning at like 8 o'clock in the morning and they'll be at the tuition until a certain time, maybe 12 o'clock, get ready uh, and then there'll be an uncle to come pick them up from the tuition to send them to school. So essentially, they are doing work from 8 o'clock in the morning until 6 p.m. Yep. in the evening. That's true. Getting them ready for the working world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you not worried about... Th- are you going to do the same for yes, your son? actually. Actually, yeah. yes, because um, I've got friends who are in, already in, uh, who have kids in SJK and they're Malay, and that's exactly what they do. And I feel that it could work because I don't know Mandarin and I, I can't help out with homework. And to send them earlier to tuition um, would help them in that sense. And as you know, Mandarin school or Chinese school, um, they are very particular when it comes to completing your homework because that shows your commitment and responsibility. So I guess in that sense, it, it is molding the child. Yes, it's tough, I'm sure, but life is tough. <laughs> so to start them on early, I guess um, from Senate 1 to Senate 6, I would like to explore that. Okay. So you're not worried about your son being over overtired, overworked? I balance it out. He's got a very good uh, playtime as well. Weekends, we send him for art, for um, off time with the cranberry. So I guess that's all right. I have heard, I, I can't cite the source or not, but I have heard that a lot of parents, and I don't know whether it's the same with you guys, that some parents worry about sending kids to a vernacular school because because it's so in a word regimented that it stifles their 
creativity in a way. What do you think, Pia? I think some parents do have that kind of thought where they want their creativity, they want them to be, just say, more outspoken. I think it's really a personal preference, yeah. Do you, Did you ever think about that before deciding on a school for your child? Um, did you think, <laughs> oh, if I to, send him to, to Chinese school, maybe he might not be so carefree or that outspoken? I, I mean, it was something that I thought about, but then again, I... I looked at my son and tried to see his character and try to gauge whether he would be able to handle a vernacular school. And I felt like at that time, he, I don't think he could. So based on obviously some feedback from the teachers and so forth. So that's why I felt. So it wasn't just on that point yeah. alone, but it was a consideration. Yes. That's actually what happened to me as well. Um, my daughter went to a very Chinese kindergarten because I was preparing her for Chinese school. And her Chinese teacher told me that um, she is not... Well, well, she didn't say it directly, but in a way she's telling me that she's not really suited for Chinese school because she's very creative. She loves to sing and dance mm-hmm. and all that. And... Um, but I feel like even Chinese school nowadays, they they are promoting, not promoting, but they are doing a lot more co-curricular activities that, that involve the creative arts like dancing and even g- rhythmic gymnastics and, uh, and, and other sports as well. So, uh, but at that point, I decided not to send her to Chinese school because she... She repeatedly tells me that she dislikes Chinese. Okay. So every time she's in her Chinese class, she's like zoned out. She's somewhere else, you know. So imagine if everything is being taught in Chinese. Um, even if she is a smart girl, you wouldn't know because if she doesn't understand the language, she cannot answer anything else That's true. in any other subjects. Is that one of your worries? Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, any moms would worry, especially when you don't speak that mother tongue. But... Um, this is where we as parents have then to understand our child, like what Pia said. Uh, and I can see that my son, even though he resisted in the beginning, but I could see with consistency and lots of love. I always encourage him. I tell him, Ryan, you are a Malay boy who knows Mandarin. I don't know Mandarin. You, you need to see how far this can bring you in the future. And I say that every night, if I could, before we go to sleep, as a, as a point to encourage so that he understands, okay, this is hard, yes, but at some point I'll be better. And he could see that because he's conversing in Mandarin now and it's amazing. Pia, do you, or, I mean, like, you, you come from a mixed background, right? Uh, and you kind of, you have a Chinese background as well. Yeah. Do you, do you speak, speak? Yeah. yeah. Do you speak dialect? any Chinese? No, I don't speak. Dialect? Do you, it's Cantonese. My yeah. mom speaks Cantonese, but I, I don't speak it myself. You, for your son, do you worry about him not having that extra um, skill? Yes, I yes, I do actually. So, but but in terms of the national syllabus, you can choose um, a language. Um, actually, it's compulsory. So you you choose either Arabic, um, Mandarin, or I, I believe it's. Tamil? Yeah, Tamil. Mm. Yeah, so you can actually choose. So for my son, when he goes to school, I, I pick Mandarin so that at least he has some basics. I think for me, the aim would probably be more um, that he will get some basic understanding and maybe can just survive like pasastala, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Which would 
would still help him. Right. So, so to me, I think it's fine for him. Just enough to get by, lah, right? I guess it's yes. that level of um, proficiency in Mandarin that yes, you want correct. him, him or her to be at. That that was what I was looking at as well. That's why I decided to send my daughter to an international school. Yeah, because sometimes for me, I feel like I lost out a lot because I don't speak. Because I I'm trying to pick up Mandarin right now, oh, and right. I was from a kebangsa. And it's hard. It's really really hard. As adults, I think it's yeah. very hard to pick up a new language. Your, yep, your brain is just and also because contact. like in. In, in your kid's case, right, it's fully immersive. Yeah. Everything's in, in Mandarin, Mandarin right? right? But then he goes back and then obviously you guys speak English, you all speak Malay. So it, it changes, but it's in school, it's fully immersive. For me, if I learn it in class and after that I don't speak it at all, I don't learn yeah. anything. That's mm. true. Right? Yeah. So there's something to be said about a fully immersive environment also, like if you really want to get into it, right? So, okay. yeah, just, yeah. sorry, just sharing a bit. Um. So I think the difference is like for me, I mix Chinese, Malay, but at home, uh, I married a non-Muslim. So we speak only English at home. Right. So in summary, my kids are purely English speaking. Speaking. It, it, yeah, it's a purely English speaking family. So to, another factor for me to think about was if I had sent to Chinese school, highly likely there'll be like Chinese and English and mm-hmm. he wouldn't know um Malay, so then you know, right, right. That, so then I'll, 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 I would be in a different type of dilemma. So it was easier for you because yeah. you really speak uh, in terms of two languages at home. Whereas you know, if I send to a Kabangsaan school, at least I know he would have a foundation um, for the BM language. Yeah. Now, Pia, what do you like about the public school system? What are some of the things that you like about the Sekolah Kabangsaan? Um, I really can't think of anything <laughs> off my head. You sent your kid to the public school system. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you got me there. Um, it's near to the house. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say it's near to the house. convenience. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it would definitely be um the convenience. Uh, it's nearby the house. Uh, of course, in terms of monetary, you know, you, you don't have to pay too much, and I can actually. Uh, have some liberty to explore other things for my son. So, for example, I send him for like a coding class, which I feel like he really enjoys. So that's something different that I could use money to kind of create different, uh, different syllabus or different things that he can learn. Okay, what don't you like about a public school system? I I think it would definitely be in terms of feedback. I feel sometimes when you when you go and um, well, in this case, because standard one to standard three, there's no exams. You don't have report card day. But you know the parents are still there's a mid year review and a year end. The feedback is not very constructive. I don't really get a what lot. What do you mean by not constructive? From the teachers. Yeah, it's still very vague in terms of the feedback, in terms of him as a student or where he is at in terms of the subject. So that's a little bit tricky. And because there's no exams, it's even harder for me to gauge uh, how well is he doing. So I kind of have to supplement. I, I really am not this tuition type person, especially for so young. But it's more of, you know, I need to find out where he is and whether he's at uh a place where I, I need to step in. You, you know what I mean? Whether he's at standard. Co- correct, right. correct. Or whether his understanding is there. So I I, I asked like the tuition teacher, I, I, I didn't do it in standard one, but now in standard two, I felt it was necessary. I started him with some, some BM tuition just to ensure that he sets the foundation. So whatever he learns in school, then at least he can move on from there. Um, and also this teacher teach maths. So I asked to do like a 
like just just to review and see where he is. And so far, he's he's all right. Thank God. <laughs> How many students are there in his class? Uh, I would think it's roughly about. 36 to 40 students mm. in average. Because I've heard of like public schools being overpacked sometimes, like up to 50 students in one class. That is why some teachers cannot have one-on-one time with mm. everybody in the class. So some of them are being left out. To Sprit, s- so the to teachers speak. Yeah, de- thin, is it? yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then of course, you know, there are some that they're closer to the teacher because they interact with the teacher and some they're more reserved. Mm. So it's very hard it's hard for the teacher. I don't blame them. But at the same time, it's like at me as a parent, I don't get that feedback where I, I feel I need to know. Mm. Yeah. But the quality of teachers, do you think, uh, the public school? I think it's give and take. There will definitely be some really talented ones and some that, you know, they're just, you know, doing their work right. or their job. Yeah. Now okay, now, now Aisha, what do, you, what do you like? about the vernacular school system? Because my son are not in SJK yet, but what I could see right now at present in the current um, Mandarin kindergarten is that the exposure, the kids are learning things, music, science, maths and Mandarin. And I thought, wow, for, for a child, regardless of race, to be able to cope with multi-languages in a country or in a school, that's amazing. That just shows the expansion of a child's brain, how much it could absorb. So some parents ask me, uh, are you sure you're doing the right direction, you know, uh, with no halal me whatsoever? So I'm like, it's okay. We, we, we try. Uh, how about, what, what about the things that you've heard about SJKC that you probably don't like as much? Um, I know that homework uh, is a fact, um, the, the, the load of homework. So um, that's something that I cannot complain because it is what it is, right? Even currently, he's he's bringing home homework five pages, ten pages a day. And I'm like, okay, let's do this, you know. But uh, homework is one of the things, but it's all right. Um, next would be, I guess, the quality of teachers. Um, the SJK that I plan to enroll, like uh, what Pia said, there's a balance between the good and the ones that just do it because they are just teachers. And I guess the problem comes when... You know, in order to keep good people, you got to pay them well, mm. right? Mm. Actually, that, that brings up a very interesting point because money... Because I I know a lot of people, uh, parents, who went through the Kebangsaan system, who went through... like I, I was from a mission school and whatnot, right? But then after that, when it came time for their kids, oh, it's sent to private school, you know? So I'm like, why? No, Better, I'm like better in what sense, all right? Is it a facility? Does it look cool? Is it because you want your kids to not wear the baju putih and the blue <laughs> pants and everything? What is it, right? So in your case, if you had the opportunity, or if you had the, I suppose if you if cost wasn't an issue, all right, would you have sent your kids to public, uh, private school? For me, it would still be a no. Um, because in my line of work, I meet a lot of people, a lot of wealthy ones, a lot of mass, um, average ones. And if I were to put my child in a school where everyone's wealthy, because let's face it, you got to have money to enroll into private and international. That means at such a tender age, I'm setting up a standard for my boys. So this is the people that you should hang out with. But um, that's where my husband and I, we, we agreed because we come from humble beginnings. So I would rather put my child in SJK and then let them mix with people who are who are normal. I mean, normal in the sense <laughs> normal. that... Normal, you know, right. financially. Regular folk. Regular people, yeah. Right. Pia? Um, if I, money was no object. Yeah, I'm kind of 50 and 50... 50-50 on this. I, I kind of agree with Aisha's opinion. Um, but um, I do have some friends who send uh, private school in the sense that it is still national syllabus. It's yep. an international school, yeah? Um, and I like that um, there's a lot 
more probably options for activities, whether it's like swimming and whatever else. They line up a lot and um, because it's like you go to school, then you can go. I, I think one of the problems like probably being in like a normal Kebangsaan school is the issue of time. And of course, transportation, because you don't, if I choose something like swimming or coding and whatever else, there's only so much time I have to be able to send them for these things. Whereas if it's already set in a school system, then you, you can immediately go for these kind of activities and probably learn more uh, in that aspect. So it's more time management is, is, is a better deal in that sense. Um, I would also think that the teachers are, I would like to think that it's more constructive and they'll be able to give the feedback, which was one of the concerns that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I guess if money wasn't, then yeah, I, I would send because they would mix with regular people because regular people can send them. So yeah, if, if, that, if it wasn't a money thing, then yes, I, I guess I would. Well, I, I sent my daughter to an international school, um, but we had a budget. So it w- it's not the highest end international school because she's just in primary school. And I, I didn't want to spend so much money in, in the primary school level. Like you said, Aisha, it's going to be a total of almost a million yeah. ringgit. To and that's your retirement fund. <laughs> <laughs> For them to finish the whole, whole entire, like from primary one until form five. And right? that's bare minimum inflation, yeah. Right, but my logic was that um, I liked that this school was part, but was quite academic, and also they had a lot of acti- activities already scheduled in their school session, like swimming and gym and all that that I didn't have to pay extra for, and also um, they have a very strong curricular, like sports team as well, uh, that that everybody is encouraged to join. They have sports day every year that everybody is encouraged to join. And um, it's and I don't think um, your concern about mixing with the orang atas only. Uh, atasan, <laughs> yeah, atasan. yeah, atasan. I guess um, in a school that, that is um, not as high-end as other international schools, um, we get a lot of working-class people who... who 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 are spending a lot of like their us? savings? Yeah, working class people like us who are spending a lot of their savings. Yeah, you know they save, they work just so that their kids can have a better education. So there's a there's a wide spectrum here. Is this so there's on one end to the other? Are you guys always because whenever anybody thinks about private schools or international schools, they always think about uh, expense. E- expense is one, and then when the kids finish, they become entitled. Mm-hmm. Is that what you what you're worried about? Yes, for me. I can't say about for others, but for me, yeah. Um, because I have seen um, clients who have got their kids in international and private, and I observe that because I've been servicing these clients for a very long time. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So this, these are examples around me. I can't say that they are a good sample to represent all the yeah. people out there. Mm-hmm. But from what I see... It affects you. Yes. Actually, I've, I've heard of the entitlement also in Kebangsaan school. Yeah. So sometimes it depends on which area. So certain areas, you would definitely still have... Um, yeah, yeah. So what if you if it's a kid from a, a Kabangsaan school in Bangsar, they're more entitled? No, I think it's in terms of parenting as well. You can get entitled kids coming yes. from Chinese oh, that's true, school yeah, as well. That's it's true. it's yeah. all a matter of how you parent your child, I think. It's not so much the school. The school is a place for them to get educated, you know, and not in terms of like manners or values. Attitudes from parents, right? Yes. All right. Because you still have those fancy birthday parties. 
right? <laughs> and them comparing gadgets. Oh, I have teachers, handphone. Teachers How come you gifts. don't have handphone? Yeah. What is that? Whatever. Teachers, teachers day gifts. Yeah. Even in my car. Really? Yeah. That's why um, my, my son's preschool actually um, have asked parents to stop giving out party packs during um, uh, birthday parties. Because nowadays, I feel like kids... Every time they go to a birthday party, they're expecting a party pack in return. And my mom the other day said something which really struck me. It's like, it's your birthday. Why do you have to give people some, a gift? People yeah. should be giving you gifts, right? Yeah. And, and it's true. Like, you know, like millennials. <laughs> things, have, <laughs> things have definitely changed. So, um, do you... <laughs> oh, okay, take that part out. <laughs> right. I guess we should go... Um, to our last question, what advice would you give to parents out there who are looking for the best school for their children? Aisha, maybe? I guess you got to ask yourself first as a parent because whatever it is, you are your child's rock. Why do you want to go to SK versus SJK and vice versa? If you feel that one particular stream works best for you and your child, then support your child up from the age of three, four, five, six, because gone are the days when we send our kids to preschool or kindy at six, right? Mm. They all start at four right now. Yeah. And if you're going to move towards SJK stream, know that in your area, it's not going to be cheap. Where I stay, an average uh, school fees for preschool can be between 1000 to 2000 mm. So be prepared to pay for that as well. And then uh, last but not least, for you as a parent, you got to be there for your child during homework. You can't simply blame Gaming doesn't solve things, you know, because it's going to be hard. Um, yeah, and like for me, when I took on the Mandarin class, I guess it works to my advantage right now because I could be there with my son between my husband and I. I have more advantage, you know, to maybe diss him someday. <laughs> <laughs> and practice with him maybe yes, at that's home. Right. That's yeah. right. How about you, Pia? What's think, your advice? Yeah, I think Aisha pretty much said everything that I feel as well. Um, in summary, is just don't make don't make an impulse decision, right? Really think about it and think about the future. If you know you might not be able to afford it moving like three, four years from now, then maybe don't take that because it is easier once you send from Kabangsan to go later into a private or international school versus it being the other way around. So I think they really have to think about that and of course take things like the character of their kids, what they feel this kid might, you know, are they more creative and so forth. There are other ways to kind of groom your child. It sounds like you guys love the fact that there's a lot of choice yeah. out there. Yeah. What if at one point in time in the future where things change and everything just becomes one school system Sure, there is going to be a focus on the languages and whatnot. Would you guys be okay with that if everything just changed suddenly and it's just one school system? I'm okay. It's just that whether can the teachers cope? Because, you know, you got to have the right teachers and talent and they got to be paid well. I hope that changes someday. Yeah? I think it's fine. Yeah, there isn't an issue with it being just one system. But it's what can you do beyond the system? Yeah, but also I agree with both. Teachers need to be paid better, man. Yeah, it's mm, agree, definitely agree. the the noblest profession out there, and um, we don't have enough good teachers out there. Yeah, regardless of whether they're in vernacular, public, private, whatever, they just need to be paid better. Because I used to be a lecturer, and I'm like, I I got paid <laughs> horribly. Which school? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. nice. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies, for your opinion and input.